Agents Podcast. Welcome to the Lab Code Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Lab Code Agents Marketing Center. The LCA Marketing Center is designed specifically for the real estate world. It's a design center for marketing that has templates created so you can just plug and play. From flyers, postcards, buyer presentations to open house signs and Instagram posts. Check it out for free for seven days at lcamarketingcenter.com. In this week's episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast, we talked to Jesse Peters, Mr. Social Savvy, about using video in a way that combines your real estate brand with community branding. Jesse outlines his unique strategy for listing videos and gives insight to how he is looking to use video in the years to come. It is a fun and energetic conversation, so let's tune in. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of the Lab Coat Agents podcast. And today I'm excited for this guest uh, as we met uh, about a month and a half ago at the Bomb Bomb Rehumanize Conference in Denver. This gentleman is a very successful agent out of Canada. He's uh, out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, He is Mr. Social Savvy. We are going to plug that several times throughout this podcast. And what Jesse does so well is video primarily, video and tying it into social. And we're going to dive super deep into how he's built his business really all around video and social media. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Jesse Peters. Hey, what's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? Man, dude, it's great. It's great to see you. And ever since, you know, we met in May, I've been following you ever since. I love your content. It's so unique. It's so authentic. It's so you and you do it so well. That's what I want to share today with our listeners is, you know, what they can do to be more like Jesse to build their brand. Sure. You know what? And, and I can't believe it, it, we're at the end of June now. And, and when you and I connected at Rehumanize at the Bomb Bomb Video Influencer Summit, it seems like it was yesterday, right? And those relationships that were were kind of formed have taken on a whole new life. And and hence, I, I get the opportunity to hang out with you guys at uh, Lab Code Agent uh, Podcast and and share and connect and inspire and kind of the goal here for me is always the idea of I get asked, well, why do you share? Why give your insights? Why give this magical recipe away where you can control your business? Well, because collectively, you know what? I didn't invent this. My wife always says, you didn't invent video. What entitles you to like, it makes you so special. But the idea that I love is if I can share, inspire, uh, lay some of the groundwork to help raise the bar in our real estate industry, that's what I love doing. And that's what I've done in all aspects of my life. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the ways we're going to be able to uh, battle back against the bots, I like to say. So uh, happy to be on, happy to share. Let's get after this. 100%. 100%. I love it. And I love what you said, too, about the whole sharing, because I get that, too. So I have a team of, you know, 30, 40 people, and they're always telling me, Jeff, why are you sharing all of our secrets? And I'm like, guys, these aren't secrets, right? Everything I do, you know, maybe I have a few original ideas, but they're original ideas that I model after people that I follow. And it's what we always tell people is there is no proprietary secrets that just doesn't exist, not in the new world of social media. And so, you know, the whole, you know, coming from the lab, lab code agent cloth is sharing, it's collaboration, it's giving back. And uh, that's why... That's why I'm so excited to have you today because you are cut from that cloth. You you are like one of Thank us, you. and uh, I appreciate that. So let's let's uh, let's back it up and let's tell sure. the listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, your background in the business, how you got into the business, and then leading up to where you are today. Okay, sure thing. So uh, Jesse Peters is the name. I'm 39 years old. I've been in the business since 2012. I started studying uh, for my exam in January 12, got licensed in June of 2012, full-time agent, right out of the hop, and, and really in, in our market here in Winnipeg, the real estate laws don't allow you to be a part-time agent. So I couldn't be a school teacher, I couldn't be a sales rep, I couldn't be anything else. Uh, the way our, our real estate association was set up was 
full-time agents only to provide the best service and to be available all the time. So uh, started at the end of June and in my first week, I sold three homes and uh, we've been busy ever since. So that's uh, right out of the gate kind of going on, what are we, 2019 now? So yeah, seven years coming up in the business. Uh, actually, I think in a few days, to be honest with you, seven years in the business, six years with Remax. And kind of how I got into the business, it, it's kind it's kind of funny. I, I come from a, a background of, of sales. Surprise, surprise. Sales, bartending, uh, working for sports and entertainment. I was a mascot. I worked for a radio station in the PR teams. So that's kind of all, all those things that I was naturally drawn to. But um, a buddy of mine who was working for a boutique firm at the time called Goodfellow and Goodfellow Real Estate, they had gone down to NAR a handful of years ago and they said, you know what, there's a trend coming here where we want to have someone in-house doing all our social media marketing, like their own insider, right? And, and I credit them, Bob and Deb Goodfellow, for recognizing this many years back, well before Winnipeg was even thinking social media. And he said, hey, this is something that you do. And kind of having a print advertising background, an online background, an SEM, an SEO, a social background in the early days. So like, you want to do this? I'm like, sure. Monday to Friday, nine to five, let's get after this. I was, I was having a baby coming coming up a handful of months, called me crazy, newly married. And uh, so I interviewed in front of the brokers and, and whatnot. And there was uh, I don't know. I think there was four or five of them. And after the hour and a half interview, they're like, we actually think you should be a realtor. <laughs> and, and my mind kind of just went, uh, excuse me? They're like, oh, no, everything we've kind of heard about what you do, how you do it, how you connect, how you nurture relationships, and talking about how you put that spin on it for social, for, for the brokerage, we think that you, you would bring more value to to the city if you were a realtor and they said hey well we'll sponsor you through you get you get your your license and we'll kind of do a lot of on the job training not on the job training but while you study you could come in and kind of uh intern one would call it and so so i did that for six months hence kind of building trust within the brokerage and selling a few homes my first weekend but i never like i am a first generation realtor i I think the only stuff I real estate related at the time I watched was uh, Extreme Home Makeover. Move that bust. I think I just watched it to actually cry at the end. I think that's what I was trying to do. So, so, so that's kind of where that's been. And I just say everything that how I'm wired to help people from one chapter of their lives and storytell and connect. And I'm 39 years living in Winnipeg. Real estate has allowed me to get all those check boxes, you know, to put checks besides all those boxes to help. And, and I, I feel very fortunate and blessed that I can cover all these aspects that fill my cup and help, help my city, my friends, my family, my clients, you know, fill their cups. So that's really awesome. That's and, I, and real I, yeah. I, I think, I think uh, one of the things that I take from that, well, there's two things, uh, but one, one of the biggest ones is that, so if, if you're like a team lead or you're, you're a recruiter or you bring people into the business, you know, Jesse's a great example of somebody who, and I think a lot of realtors are this way, like you didn't grow up thinking I'm going to become a realtor. I'm going to get into real estate. That's just not typically the way it's the same in the mortgage side, right? Is you just don't, you're not yep. bred like that. Right. And, and yep. so finding the right people with the right personalities is so critical when you are in that position of growing, of adding, of, of adding team members. Um, and, and I think your brokers nailed it on the head and hit a grand slam with you clearly. Right. And, and, yeah. and that's, that's a, uh, that's a great testament for anybody recruiting to find those people, the bartenders to find just the really outgoing social people because you can turn them into a really kick-ass realtor. Well, exactly, because a lot of that groundwork with with building relationships and you know connecting with people starts in those service slash sales industries, right? And often those people that have been in in the industry for four or five, six years are bred that way. They, you know, it, it, they've got a lot of the raw natural talents to think on their feet, to adjust where they can, to problem solve quickly, and then you know adapting that into the real estate industry. A lot of it's similar. Like, serving table, like all sorts of those things, cold calls. Every table was a cold call. 
hey, how you doing? I'm here to entertain you for the next hour and feed you along the way. And, you know, like a lot, there's a lot of similarities there. So then I think it's just kind of fine tuning. And I think a lot of that rules, regs, all that, all that jazz can be taught. Um, but if you're looking to like build the starting lineup for your bench, the service industry definitely is, I think, can be an untapped market. I agree. For, for I agree. opportunities. I agree. So now, before we get too deep into uh, the, the the topic at hand, I have to ask: coming from an ex mascot, who are you a mascot for? I was a mascot for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the CFL, the CFL uh, league here at uh, Canadian Football League, uh, where we play three downs and not four downs. But uh, I was Boomer, which was like this. Uh, I don't know, seven and a half foot tall bird that had, it was like a long lost relative of big bird. Right. And so there was buzz and boomer. We were, we were a duo and, uh, yeah, he, the buzz was the short stocky guy and I was the tall guy. And, and so I did that for, for a couple of seasons. And, uh, again, that opportunity came up because I was serving the promotions manager and they said, wow, we think, and lo and behold, I have a minor in theater coming out of university and, uh, <laughs> It was like, why not give this a try? I think I was in like my, I think it was like 23, 24 years old. So I did that for a couple seasons. So how about yourself? Awesome. That's awesome. I was, uh, I was Fred Bird, who is the mascot for the St. Louis Cardinals. So you know, oh. the, the big time. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny. Yeah. I, I won't go too deep, but I was literally, I was working for the Cardinals at the time as a runner, meaning like I ran player notes and messages and it was a cool job right I was I was in college and I was sitting in the break room because that's what we did we sat there and waited for messages to come through we watched baseball it was awesome and Fred Bird used to come in the guy at the time and he would just come in take his hat off and just rest you know just take a break and I was like hey Tony what would it take to get in that suit And he's like are you serious you want this I'm like hell yes I would love to be Fred Bird and he's like the job's yours. And uh, that's how it came about. And I ended up doing it for two seasons. There was actually, there's multiple Fredbirds, at least there was at the yeah. time, because we would take different areas of the stadium, but you could never be out at the same time. So you always have to coordinate. But uh, <laughs> it was fun, dude. It was, it was, uh, that is like, like super celebrity status, uh, but nobody knows who the hell you are, right? It's, it's uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. Totally. Totally. Like we would have crowds of like 25, 30,000 people and you, and you're, you're on the field and then you're also doing community events. And there were a couple of us where we would like, one would do the first half, one would do the second half sometimes, depending on the heat, the schedule and, and whatnot. But I, people ask, well, what that was, what's a mascot being like? And I said, well, how about this? Put on a fur coat bodysuit, go in a sauna and ride the stationary bike for three hours and make people laugh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was it was really hard on the body. Yep, yep. It, it was yeah, it really is. It's miserable. It's fun and miserable at the same time, especially on hot days. Yeah. I, I preferred doing it in the winter because it was too super comfortable in the winter. Totally. Yep. Awesome. Good stuff. Well we won't we won't bore the listener with that too much. But that's for another podcast. That's right. That's right. That's funny though. That's that's interesting backgrounds. And so you don't have to have a mascot background to be in real estate or to do a lot of video, but uh it certainly helps. <laughs> all right so Jesse tell us so, so let's talk about what kind of led to where you are today with just your business model so what like what was that light bulb moment when you got into the business and you said hey I need to be doing video and this is how I'm going to integrate it into my business how, how did that come about that came about probably six months into the the business for me I'd had a couple of listings uh, but you're, you're traditional, do your photos, do your open houses, partner up with, with a veteran, with, with, with someone who had been in the business a while to help guide you through. And then I got my first listing that was like over $500,000 here for us and 500,000, like the average price five, six years ago for a home probably would have been 260, right? So 500 was like, okay. And I was in on this, doing this alone was kind of like, you know what I mean? Kind of earned my stripes and now time to time to get at it. So I was looking at what's different. What's a way that I can showcase my knowledge. And I kind of had a little bit of a light bulb idea where I was like, okay, I want to utilize video here. And, and who can I talk to that would help me out? And so I was like, all right, well, I don't shoot video. And I was always kind of, the idea that I had was kind of like, 
HGTV meets MTV Cribs, and I want to be like Guy Fieri, right? Like this, like you know that that was this vision in my head. So I went and uh, met up with my wedding videographer, okay, who who shot who shot our wedding, right, and spent a lot of time with, and uh, we met at a local bar I used to work at. We, we had a few beers, and I pitched this idea, and he was like, "I'm down." Right. So we, we, that's what we did. How are we going to showcase and bring this home to life? And I knew, I knew if I put this, cause you can get a link to go on realtor.ca, which is our major hub and remax.ca. I knew kind of, if I can do a different approach to showcase the home and then also show me in it, I knew that would probably connect with people more than a flyer would, you know, and that was just kind of a little, little idea there. And so that's kind of how that, that, that's where the first listing video came from. And now I've done hundreds of them kind of piggybacking my marketing in my listing video advertising. And so that, that was the, one of the angles. And the other angle was, you know, with the average age of a realtors, I don't know, at the time getting into the business was like 63, 64 in my city. It's like, and there was like, a, you know, you're, you're up against people who have been 20, 25 years in the business, mm-hmm. right? I don't have money for billboards. I don't have money to do flyers. I, what do you do? Where do you start? Mm-hmm. So inspired by my, my good, good, dear friend now, uh, Michael Thorne out of uh, Langley, BC, uh, I discovered Michael on YouTube and he had done his 30 favorite places in 30 days and in the North Langley region. And I was like, this is how I can start to get myself out. I'm going to do my 30 favorite places in Southwest Winnipeg, which would kind of bring a little bit of Jesse Peters flavor where you're going to hear my name every day. You're going to see me do a one minute video just on my, I don't know, it was like an iPhone four or something at the time and upload it. But the idea here was I'm going to show you my 30 favorite places to show that I know this city like the back of my hand, right? Because hey, if you're going to be moving to the neighborhood or you're going to be selling in the neighborhood, you want the realtor who knows everything about the neighborhood, right? And I had time to shoot these things, right? And so that, those two kind of combined with, hey, I am kind of a neighborhood expert here. You may, and, and getting in front of where I felt the attention was, which was YouTube, and then I did it on Facebook and kind of carried all into all those platforms where I still do the 30s and 30s now, it's been huge value to build no like and trust. And that was that idea. And and knowing video was where I had a hunch the attention was going to be six years ago. I went all in there, right? So kind of incorporating all sides to connect socially and also bring homes to life with listing videos. I love it. I love that might it. Have been a long answer, but no, uh, no, that's, that's great. And you know, we had uh, Kyle whistle on a few weeks back and you know, Kyle and you know, he, I sure do. He's like, you know, I, I always tab him as the godfather of the digital mayor strategy, right? And clearly, maybe that's the case here in the States, but apparently you're that guy in Canada uh, because that's impressive. I mean, I started doing video two and a half years ago and I feel like I'm out ahead of everybody. And yet to hear those people that started in 2012 and 13, it's like the foresight you had then because the technology, you know, it, 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 it evolves so fast it's now it's easy. You can just turn around your cell phone. Back then, it, it probably wasn't as easy. Maybe it was easy to shoot the video, but it probably wasn't as easy to upload like it is today. And, you know, it's... Oh, it, it wasn't... Yeah. The language to upload, the simplicity that it, there is now to share the platforms wasn't around then. And, you know, like, yeah, it took a few extra steps, but also there was no bar, Right, there was no template for how things were done. There wasn't as many steps. There wasn't as many like mapped out. I didn't have to think about it as much, right? So it was simple, but but complicated at the same time, right? Because you're kind of going into uncharted territories, in my opinion. And you know, like Kyle is a fantastic example. Uh, my my great friend Michael Thorne, who started doing video in 2010 and 2011. Christoph Chu, you know, there, there's always little, we're all kind of like godfathers in our own little way, or like someone called us the OGs. Cause, cause now seeing how video is done and storytelling amongst realtors and, and mortgage brokers, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never imagine this. But like, it was funny. Someone said, man, if I could have had a, a poster of you guys that would have been up in my office, right? Like, kind of, you know, how you had like, what was it, like Tiger Beats or like all these like, 
sports posters people come up to you now and you're like man you're you are the guys that inspired us to get started it's it's pretty humbling but just going on the hunch and and also passionate about it which made it easy to continue to do right it, it wasn't um painful it was a lot of work so when it's a lot of work and not painful it's it's easy to stay that path so i, I agree so then that brings up another good point is is so having the foresight and and like so we just got back from you know lca live obviously we're recording this at the end of june it'll probably come out sometime in july but lca live was in june right and 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 we we talked about this noel nielsen and i have a show on lab code agents called viral video and it's all about video right yes. and we were talking about it on our show last night and we were talking about how of the 40 speakers, there was, I would say at least 25%, maybe more brought video into their content. And if that doesn't tell you how important it is, and yet still to this day, there's this very small adoption by realtors. And so it's like, I don't want, we don't want realtors to think to themselves or any, any real estate professionals of any kind to think, oh, well, I'm too late to the game. No, you're not, yeah. number one. Number two, yeah. who cares? Get in the game because you're going to be a dinosaur if you don't. And number three, which brings me to my question is, you think ahead, right? And so now we're sitting here talking about something that for us is old hat, for most is not. Yeah. But yeah. What, do you, what is your suggestion or what do you see going forward? What, what do you predict? Because, hey, we're talking about this super advanced, crazy, entertaining videos that now we all put out. What's it going to look like in two years? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, a, and I guess I'll just kind of branch off, off the first point here is Ethan Butte brought it up at the Rehumanize event. We're like, for the people who are doing video and have been doing video for, for a while, and you may seem like, oh my gosh, like, uh, or, or like I've missed the boat or something like we're still pioneers in this age and era for our industry, right? Like, don't let that prevent you or, or feel like, oh, you've missed the boat or, or whatnot, because you really, really haven't. But what is video going to look like in a couple of years from now? Ah, geez. I think it's probably going to be a little bit more interactive. Like, I guess, I guess it really depends on the type of video we're talking about here like what what, what do you think jeff like a, are we talking listing videos can you even like there's this whole like video uh, there's so many strategies of video two years from now like yeah well, what type of video what do you what does like, it look channel? like for you what do you where do you think you're going to be in two years with your strategies <laughs> okay i think with my strategies for video in two years from now we're probably going to be a little bit more community brand related listing videos is a channel of our business it used right how i envision it now it is going to be a little bit more showcasing the behind the scenes the storytelling within our city within our neighborhoods that can also be a little bit more interactive i i'm super big and supporting local here and and the stories that kind of wield within to inspire others uh, i think it's going to be a lot I continue to be more authentic more one-to-one -one communication will continue to happen with video but i kind of see I've got some ideas in my head that are going to kind of be more like episode-ish, right? I used to do do a, uh, a, I did 36 episodes of a show that I, I created called Know Your Neighborhood, right? And it was a one-month show on a neighborhood, not a one-month show. It was four episodes per month focusing on on neighborhoods, right? And what were the businesses like? What were the schools like? What was the market like? And what activities you could do within that? And that was... Uh, a few years ago and so now with kind of how social storytelling is going i want to go deeper and i've got my brain is more creatively wired on how to storytell that and and so that's kind of the kind of the angles i've got we're, we're doing some masterminding sessions on it in, in july but a mix of the igtv and the youtube and the interactive polling and and really just yeah putting others on spotlight but still making it like the adventures of Jesse yeah. through the city and and one of the ideas uh, now now the coffee's kicked in here is we we I, I hope you don't mind not at all is 
seeing how social is now, right? We love the idea of social. We can get out beyond, we can, we can see things, we can connect with people we, we've never connected with before. But social is still set up, our news feeds are still set up based on the data that we interact with, right? So it, we're still seeing what we want to see or, or what, based on, our, based on our history searches. What I would actually like to start doing is connecting with events that are like randomly selected, not based on my history and show up to them, right? So Facebook has a local app and it's one of these days where you just scroll through, hit the button, where are we going today? We're gonna go learn about sewing or we're gonna go talk, uh, talk about whatever, whatever event that is and kind of take my camera along with it and really begin to discover, get social, from social, but beyond the social boundaries. That might be a few different, because I, I think we still live within social boundaries. Our, our, the feeds and algorithms are put up put, put up to us based on how we search. And I want to go beyond that on social or utilizing what social is, but get more social beyond the wall. I love it. That, I love did, it. And did I, any I, of that make sense? No, <laughs> I, I, kinda... I was going to say, uh, to summarize, I think what, what I, what I summarized what you just said was to the answer, it's a long answer and a tough answer to that question, yeah. because the truth is nobody has any idea what it's going to look like in two years. In fact, if we, if we fast forward and set a reminder to reconnect in two years, we're going to be like, holy crap, we didn't see that coming. Right. <laughs> um, sure. But but I think storytelling is very important. I think making it about coming from contribution is very important, yeah. is not throwing, not stuffing real estate so down their throat. So in other words, if you're just now getting into video, you don't have to look at it like, well, I have to take steps backwards. No, you don't. Like jump in now, jump in with the now, yeah. make it authentic, make it about you. We talk about this all the time. I don't want to beat a dead horse because I want this to be about how you use it. But I think that's what you're, t what you're saying is, is getting in now, make it, make it about a story, make it about other people, other businesses and be yourself, whatever that means. Don't try to be Jesse Peters. Don't try to be Jeff Fitzer. Don't try to be anybody that you're not. Be yourself. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly it, right? Where do I see video two years from now is exactly along those lines of continuing to build no like, and trust, following your passions, Right. And I, and I think the BS meters are higher now and they will continue to be able to be detected further down the road two years from now. So if you're not doing something uh, social video that you're actually not passionate about. And you're just trying to do it primarily just to get business, people can detect that now. Right. They can they can see, hey, fill this form out while well, they know it's going to be for a lead capture. They know they're going to get dripped here. They know like the the. The viewers are getting smarter too, right? So let, I, I just hope like, you know, and you, and you mentioned this, Jeff, it's like, don't copy us. Let us inspire you to take action to that voice that is saying, you can do this. Here's how you can do it. Mm -hmm. And, and kind of building no like and trust in a way that you're passionate about. And when you build no like and trust, then you've opened up the opportunity to talk about your profession, right? So I love it. I totally, I totally agree. So, so let's, let's dive deeper on you and how you use it. And so in your opinion and describe to the, to the listener, how do you, you know, so you, listing videos, that's your thing. And your listing videos are very entertaining. They're not boring. They're not, Hey, it's Jesse here standing in front of one, two, three, not like that at all. It, describe to them. And obviously we're going to plug you to, to follow you. Uh, but describe to the, to the listener how you do listing videos. Yeah, I do listening videos as a teaser to pre-qualify a buyer, right? Are you looking for, you've been searching for a home in this school division, or do you have a young family and you want to be near all the soccer fields, right? We, we kind of start the video with yes or no questions, right? So we're not wasting anyone's time. Yes, I am looking for that. No, I'm not looking for that, right? Because if you get more yeses watching, they're going to watch longer the video. Don't just put up, hey, here's my new video, watch it. Well, shit, that's why our attention span is two seconds long because you haven't pre-qualified, right? And then they're annoyed with you and they're like, well, you didn't tell me that, right? So setting up, setting up those, uh, you know, the right expectations of what people are going to be watching really, really helps. But the idea of a listing video and, and how we go about it is discover they, something they can find about this home or neighborhood on Google, 
right? Showcasing our insights as neighborhood experts, because that's kind of what we are as realtors. We know that there's a splash pad that's just opened, or we know something that's coming down the pipeline in regards to tax information, or we know that the, the neighborhood provides this opportunity with, with these shops nearby, or we know that this, you know, if you buy this home now, it's going to have a return value of this. If you, if you just wait out all, all these little factors that we have in. So if you, if you drip those in, right. Um, give them something they can't find on Google, give them insights, showcase the neighborhood. Cause we know if they find the, the right home in the wrong neighborhood, most of the time they're not going to buy it. Right. And so, telling them what else comes with it. And we show up in our videos three times, right? Once at the beginning to pre-qualify, hey, are you looking for, we're super excited about this. Let us tell you a little bit about, about what's going on. Then in the house, painting that lifestyle. So can you imagine yourself here? And I know there's some rules and regulations in, in regards to fair housing in the US that, that are quite a bit different in, in Canada, but there's still opportunities to, to get people excited about a home and and, you know, and then when the power of video, people share it, right? They, if they can connect or if they're entertained by something or all of a sudden they're the sharing society, hey, I want to help this person or I know someone looking for this. It's, it's a one-touch button now to help get that house out. So those are, those are kind of the, you know, in a quick Coles Notes version, the, what the, the recipe that we, we use for creating a listing video. I love it. And so we're going to plug this multiple times, but if somebody wants to see this, because really it's really hard to describe uh, the energy that you display in your videos. And it's usually two of you. It's, it's you and, and, and what's your teammate's name? Yeah, my partner, Addison, and he's been on, uh, we've kind of been coming up two years of kind of doing the goose and maverick, uh, love it. the top gun approach of uh, listing videos, right? Where we kind of do, hey, here are our top three things. Here are our top five things. Here's, we got some great rapport and banter that go back to the showcase uh, that, but uh, we, yeah, and then prior to, to that, I was doing it all solo, which was a different beast to that. But yeah, you can find us. You can see what we currently have on the market at socialstavvyhomes.ca. Or if you go onto YouTube and you type in Jesse Peters Remax, there's a playlist there that shows Social Savvy listings. You could jump onto Facebook jesse peters remax or jesse peters team remax uh or igtv instagram at mr social savvy we've got we've got them everywhere because the big thing is you never know where people are looking mm -hmm. right and if you want to study and or learn about what we're doing go to youtube if you're on a hunt for a home chance are you're going to see us on realtor.ca or remax.ca or you know all, all the avenues right so that's why we put our, everything out, out there and, and the one thing i, I want to bring up before i forget about it is you brought up that i have addison in my in my videos jeff and i and people ask well why are you doing that well a first of all showcase the team and our personalities right and what we do because i'm not a fit for everyone and maybe addison is and vice versa right so we we broaden our horizons of who gets to see us addison's audience gets to see me my audience gets to see addison right and the more we showcase others the more we build know like and trust across the board right so then people say oh the jesse peters team has someone for everybody Right. And that's where I see teams of 10, teams of 20, teams of 30, teams of three. Man, you have the opportunity, right, to, to service everyone when you showcase everyone. Right. Not just one fit. And I think that was a, uh, an old, old, old school way of uh, doing advertising, kind of having like the, the king at the top. We always saw it in print advertising, like feeding the ego. Right. You'd see full page ads for a lawyer. He would, it would just be his face, but he had 80 lawyers on, on, the, on his team. Well, it was, it was all ego-driven. Put others on. Showcase everyone. And I really think that's how uh, you begin to, yeah, provide opportunities. Uh, Chris Lindahl does, does a great job of that, right? Like yep. having, having that having that work, right? I, so that, I love it. And I think that's a great point to, to anybody when, you know, if you're going to truly use social media, don't be afraid. N number one, what, what Jesse does is brilliant because it's connecting to a broader audience. But when you're doing posts, when there's relevance, tag people because you're touching a larger SOI that way. And I think a lot of people are like, well, yep. I don't want to bother them. And it's like, yeah, right. Don't tag me if there's no relevance to me because that annoys me. 
But if there's relevance, I have no problem being tagged. You probably don't have a problem being tagged. Tag the relevant people. Everybody feeds off each other. Everybody wants to help each other. It matters. It, actually, it broadens the brand. Exactly. And when it comes to listing videos, you tag your sellers. You tell them. Hey, here's how we do in a sharing society. You're going to tell your story. You're going to tag your friends. And then by also then by us being in the videos, your friends get to see us. Like it's all cyclical. And that's how I built my business over six years. And now like we sold 86 homes last year, two of us. I'm in the top 2%, right? Productive agents uh, in, in my city, right? Like I just don't sell eight homes a year and make videos. Oh no, we like... We sell homes every single week and I'm not on a team of 30. There's two of us and the balance happens so that I can also have weekends off with my kids and have evenings off to be, we kind of work together, right? So that's also another thing to be like, oh, you guys do videos, but you, you're not an actual realtor. You don't really sell. Yeah, we do. We sell $25, 30000000 million in real estate in, an, in, in a city that the average price point is $321,000. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine you leverage your team. There's time to do it. Right. You leverage your team. I I imagine you have strong support, right? Correct. Correct. Love it. In other words, in other words, if you're not willing, if you're not willing to invest in your business, if you really want to take your game to another level, if you're not willing to invest, then you might as well just stop listening. Uh, But if you are willing to invest and take that chance and, and create that team that that's behind you, it allows you to do these things, but you still have to do it. At the end of the day, I think there's a lot of realtors and, and mortgage professionals that that have the support and the team, but they don't do it. And um, whatever's holding you back, you know, that's why it's so important to follow people like Jesse, so you can be inspired, so you can get you can gain things and not copy, but model model your own plan around people like that. So correct, like the support team that I have behind me, just to kind of pull the curtains back. Like I have a wedding video, a wedding videographer. I have a videographer who no longer shoots weddings anymore because we've got him out of that business. He's got his weekends back and now he services the real estate industry. But I have a professional shoot all my listing videos, but I do everything else. Then I have a partner, Addison. He helps with coordinate all scenes and buyer showings and he's in the videos. Right. And then I have an assistant, Jada, uh, who's on mat leave and is coming back soon. You know, so those are all the pieces in place behind the scenes to have a solid foundation. Right. Like that's the key. Like understanding, like you said, Jeff, looking at this like a business, if you owned a restaurant or you owned a garage mechanics place, you're not just doing it all yourself. Why do you think you have to do that same thing, that same approach for your real estate business? That's not how a business grows, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's how we look at it now. Agreed, agreed. So let me ask you one more question that you've brought up um, in a roundabout way, which is the social media platforms, the channels that you're putting this stuff out. So if you yes. had to say, like, what's your favorite right now? Where are you spending the most time? I'm spending the most time on Instagram for creative storytelling, authenticity, connecting uh, with my audience, with my friends, with my followers that that's the biggest right now uh even more so like on stories and on igtv uh we've got our check boxes where we load stuff onto youtube but that's more real estate related and then facebook advertising would be kind of number two in regards in regards to that but building where i find the most fun and consistent i call it insta vlogging that's i'm i'm right in on instagram and i like some people will call me crazy, but like I took Snapchat off my phone two years ago, two and a half years ago. And I was, I was buying filters and putting them up all over the place. And, and Instagram kind of came out and I just kind of just switched because I had a following base. And again, the gut was just telling me something different and I may be wrong, I may be wrong, but the conversations, I have more conversations via DMs, interactive stories, polling, there than I even do on text messaging or phone calls or emails. Like it's insane. Right. So, but that's also where I put all my stuff. Like that's not real estate too. Like I think about it uh, in a sense where I'm my own TV show, right. Where like friends, we watch every single week. People watch all the time. If you can entertain them, have fun, show real you where you can like, I'm a character. Uh, we watch cause we're characters. Right. And then sprinkling in real estate, like the commercials. If we flip that, you wouldn't be watching, right? So Damon John said that from the Shark Tank at one of the conferences. Like, think of your like 30-minute show, right? Commercials sprinkle in. 
don't overdo it with the commercials because then you don't you don't have any any anyone watching. Which 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 is another good point is and so tell tell the listener about what you do. Uh, so you're you have authentic pieces. You put out a lot of content that's about Jesse about fitness, right? Talk about yeah. that a little bit and give the viewers some ideas of what they could be doing. Sure, I think especially with Instagram stories, right? It, it it's a channel of Instagram that I think is supporting creativity, uh, real and raw moments, not necessarily scripted or rehearsed. I think Instagram feed it, it can be more. I look at the feed now more as like microblogging, little, little mini blogs filter and all that goodness and, and Instagram stories is a place where people are, you know, able to connect more. And so I've looked at this as an opportunity for me to show more sides of me, but also I call it my little, like my little diary, my, my accountability world. And so Jeff, you mentioned I've, I've been on a fitness journey uh, for it's coming up on seven months now. And at the beginning of December, I started going to the gym. You're like, why would you do that in December? Because I wanted to be in a rhythm come January after December's craziness and not starting from scratch. And uh, for like, and I played high level hockey, athlete, all that jazz. Uh, but for, you know, 10, 12 years, hadn't really done much. Bartender, restaurant, kids, marriage, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so I finally just said, okay, I got to get active three days a week. And how am I going to hold myself accountable? And so I kind of took from the model of here are my 30 favorite places in 30 days, stating I'm going to deliver you a video every single day, right? Well, I took that same approach with, with my fitness goals saying, hey, my goal is to get to the gym three days a week. And I'm going to document it for myself on my stories and start to share that a little bit. And it was 30 second clips, minute clips. And just every time I show up at the gym, here's what I was thinking. Here's what was going on. And I wasn't doing like selfie poses and flexing and whatnot. Hey, this is me just checking in. Here's what's up. Right. And if I didn't do that, a, I couldn't even hold myself accountable to, to do that. What does that say? to people who want me as their realtor or, or whatnot, but also me putting that out there, I was able to connect with people, like-minded people who are saying, hey, I remember that feeling. Here's what worked for me. Or you got this, right? And so December rolls along, boom, 12, got 12 activities. January rolls along, 12. February, now I'm like, holy crow gang, I got to go to Vegas. I'm going to Mexico. I don't know how I'm going to get gym workouts in never done it on the road before putting it out there well then i got a few different ideas coming in from people like a community starts to form right and people are looking for communities now and they're looking to help like that's where i think our society is also changing people are wanting to connect more and they can because the tools are there that social provides we were never able to do that watching friends on nbc right you can do this now and and people's souls are being more fulfilled and so seven months now and i've got this hashtag gym journey going and and, and it, we've got a little community now and inspiring others to do it and now they're showcasing and they've got their support going because the moment we share our story you'll hear this all over the place the moment you hear share your story you don't know who you're able to help and if you don't share it you never know what could have happened right and and i look at this if I, i'm now at if, if i'm not sharing someone needs to hear this right someone needs their kickstart i had my kickstart this is like paying it forward right and and also you know because you can sh you can save your highlights right so it's my journal i go back i think I, you can get like a hundred stories and and it could share back in but I'm going back and saying, oh, progress. You know, when you like self-doubt, like, oh, this is terrible. I go back and I flip back in, right? And I see what's going on. And then, you know, there's, I share my world. I share a little bit about my family. I share my travels. I share all these sorts of things, right? And it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the Netflix channel for Jesse. And, and we get to create our own. We can dictate how, what type of series we want to create. And, and it's, it's a real special time. For social, when it's done, I feel in a positive, energetic, 
fashion. And it's not always that way. And I think if you can share some of your vulnerabilities there, I think uh, you you connect even more. And, and I think that's what we need as humans. I so. agree. A lot, it gives people the opportunity to know you without knowing you. And that's exactly so important. And so when you meet in person or you run into them on the streets, that friendship's there already. It's kind of bizarre, actually. Right. And we experienced that in, in Denver, like, hey, hey, like, we got, like <laughs> video provides that opportunity. And I think there's just some great storytelling. And, and did, it, did it start this way uh, with how I storytell or share or showcase? No, but it comes through doing lots of it and, and figuring it out and finding what works for me. So, yeah, it's kind of love stories, the opportunities there and, and kind of how they allow for polls and DMs and, and, and thanking people. And I don't know, it's just it's pretty cool. And, and it's social accountability. I, I started doing the same exactly. thing in 2018. And, and, and I always tell people, so I did, and I do like really crazy fitness goals. And my thing in 18 was running 2018 miles in 2018, which is a crazy goal. It's six and a half miles a day. <laughs> but it really attracted eyeballs. And you get like this small group of raving fans. Well, guess what? I'm never talking about mortgage or real estate. But who are they going to think of first? Anytime they need those needs met. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly it. Yep. Like, and, and you never know what, what comes off of those ideas and those relationships that you built. You build. Cause at the end, it's what does your life resume look like? Right. Jesse Eitzler says, says it, build your life resume. Like what human connections, relationships, experiences, right? Remember that time where I started this and this little club happened or this happened. And then, Oh, you know what? We connected and we were able to help get a mortgage. We're able to help get a real estate. We're able to help with charity. We're able to, I don't know. I think there's a, a really unique way we can live life these days. And social is allowing us to connect to re quote unquote, rehumanize and, uh, it's exciting for me. And, and like you say, you've got that tribe around you of like-minded people. And I think the more we can create those, the more we can really make a footprint moving forward in, in, the, in our world. 100%. It's funny you mentioned, mentioned Itzler. Uh, he's the one who challenged me to do that. I was hanging out with him. And uh, yeah. You hanging out with Jesse? Yeah. He, he came to uh, one of our masterminds. I'm a part of a group called Closing Table Mastermind. And uh, he was the keynote in late 2017. And I uh, put my hand up during a Q&A and I had already seen him speak. And I already read his book, Living with a Seal. And uh, I asked him, I said, dude, hey, I know it was a off the wall, kind of made the whole room laugh. But I was like, you know, everybody's asking these typical questions. And I'm like, hey, I know you're a runner. Uh, I'm here for a couple more days. Would you go for a run with me? And uh, yeah. long story short, it, we bantered a little bit, but it ended up, we ended up meeting the next morning and went for a two and a, or a, a six mile walk. So I got to spend like three hours with a uber successful billionaire. It was priceless. But anyway, he's the one who, who challenged me and said, because I had said, I got this fitness idea. I want to create media, blah, blah, blah. And he said, dude, this is what you should do. I've tried it three years. I've never been able to do it. See if you can do it. And uh, sure enough, I did it. I created a Facebook page around it. I ended up getting news, news coverage out of it. Uh, it was crazy. And, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Whistle always says, you know, use the four Fs. If you, if you need to create content, personal content, uh, build it around food, family, fitness, or fashion. You and I have chosen fitness, right? But everybody has a passion. They have a hobby. And just start turning the camera around on your hobby and document it. Yes, maybe only two people are interested, but that's two more people that are watching you now. And it'll grow. Totally agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Don't go, don't go into doing this to think you're going to have the overnight followers come up. Do it because you want to make a footprint. Do it because you want social accountability. That's what I love, right? Like that, that, that phrase right there, to connect in our busy lives. Like this is where the attention is. This is where it is. And it helps. Just, it's like having like a gym buddy. It's like a social buddy. It's like, uh, you know, and, and these buddies, we can now connect all over the world. Right? Like, how are you doing? Right? We've got people in Germany. We've got people in Australia. We've got this, this, and this, and this. Right? That never used to happen before. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, think about it. Oh, and you got to hang with Jesse. That, that, uh, that's super dope. I've been, and there's another guy, a billionaire who does stories, who's sharing. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. come on. Yeah. Him and his wife. I mean, Sarah Blakely, who's probably more famous than he yeah. is. 
and they share their life all the time. And it's so cool. And it's what makes them authentic. They're both billionaires in their own individually and they share their lives and it's what attracts us to them. Bingo. Yeah. So good. And and the thing here is like, people need to understand, like it can also, it can be you. You don't have to be a billionaire. People, people sometimes don't want to connect with that. They want to connect with who they feel relatable to, right? Like, the, the, you can be a micro influencer. Like that's one of the. I'm reading a lot of, uh, about this. Is the micro influencers? Like people are going away from these mega influencers to to build up with brands, to build with connect. You're like you have an opportunity to be, you know, a voice. A, a social mayor gets used a lot. In, I like the, I like using micro influencers in your neighborhood, in your community, right? Like that. Like don't let that hold you back. That can be you. I love it. I love it, man. This has been great. We could probably go on and on and on for hours, but I, I think we should. So we need to get a live event going here today. That's uh, that's that's uh, next next up there. Just saying. Absolutely. So there. let me let me have you plug yourself <laughs> once again. Um, if sure. if the listener wants to follow you, contact you, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, there's a couple different ways. Uh, if you're hitting up on uh, Instagram at Mr. Social Savvy. M-R-S-O-C-I-A-L-S-A-V-V-Y. That's two Vs, okay? So Instagram, Twitter, easiest way though is on Instagram DMs or on Facebook Messenger. Jesse Peters, say you're listening to Lab Code Agents, jump in. Uh, that's usually the easiest way to kind of get a direct response. Hey, I heard you on LCA. Let's chat. Cool. No problem. We've, we've got something relatable we can talk about. But yeah. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, so again, you can find Jesse. IG is where he spends a lot of time, but he spends plenty of time on Facebook. He's got a YouTube page. He's on Twitter. Uh, He's out there. I highly encourage you, if you don't already, to follow Jesse. You're going to learn something. You're going to gain something. You're going to see passion. You're going to see energy. Uh, He brings it. And it's not just business. It's a lot of authentic stuff. You're going to learn. You're going to get to know Jesse without even knowing him. I guarantee it. Yeah. So Thanks, that's man. Thanks. Great Jeff. stuff, man. Well, I love having you on. This has been great. Uh, let's definitely, let's progress this uh, relationship. And again, uh, another great example, uh, Jesse and I've met as a result of video. It's, it's a crazy, crazy it's a crazy, crazy, exactly. It's a crazy, imagine, imagine what you can do in your own community with video when, uh, People like us are brought together. He's in Winnipeg. I'm in St. Louis. There's craziness. It's absolute craziness. You need to integrate it into your game uh, to grow your business. Jesse, thank you so much for being on. And always, if you love what you hear today, make sure you like, you comment, you share, give us feedback. We want it all. Um, And we really appreciate uh, the power of the social. We appreciate the power of our audience. And if you are a raving fan, let everybody know about it. Share our podcast. We want to grow this thing. We want to continue to contribute and give back. Uh, So Jesse, thanks again for being on today. It's it's been a pleasure. I love talking to you and uh, looking forward to doing something uh, more with you in the future. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jeff. And and I will humbly say congratulations to you and your St. Louis Blues. Ah, Uh, You had to go through the Winnipeg Jets in the first (laughs) round. It was probably probably what what helped you there. But uh, congratulations. A big big hockey fan. So uh, there's a lot of Canadians on that team, too, Sam. Of always, always. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Not bad. Lab Coat Agents Podcast.